Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese is Philadelphia. Bullshit. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a post-game Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, home in Cleveland. But we are here on the scene, as you can see on YouTube, in Glendale, Arizona, following the Eagles' 20-17 to win over the Arizona Cardinals, Zach Berman. I feel like I learned this trip that um, I like. I never eat cranberry juice or drink cranberry juice unless I'm at a hotel. I feel like a like a continental breakfast or something. I'm 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 drawn to the cranberry juice for some reason. Do you feel uh, similarly about cranberry juice? I've never thought about cranberry juice in that regard. Uh, my focus right now is on the Eagles Cardinals game, but uh, no, I I don't drink cranberry. I don't drink cranberry juice in hotels. I don't drink it at home. I'm not a cranberry juice guy. It's full of sugar. You don't need that. Okay. Well, I, know. I just feel like you know, for some reason in the hotel. Okay. Uh, a weird game for the Eagles. They jump out to a 14 nothing lead. They surrender the lead, and really, uh, like y- you like to make sweeping proclamations after a win, as you always like to say, every week is a season. This game was like, it really came down to which team signed the better street free agent kicker this week. And and so it's like we can say the Eagles are five and zero; they're the only undefeated team in the league. Or they, you know, if if Cameron Dicker had missed his kick and Matt Amendola had made his, we'd be telling a totally different story. It's sort of like the uh, the silliness of like our jobs, like pulling out these sweeping conclusions when like two plays could have changed this game. But they are five and zero; they did sign the right kicker. So, I don't know. You wrote about Dicker the kicker. Congratulations to the pro personnel department, I guess. Sure. Now, Dicker's kick was a 23-yarder. Amendola's was a 40-yarder. So, there's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, Nonetheless, Dicker needed to make the kick, right? There's so many things that could go wrong in a kick. And one misstep changes everything. Something with the operation unchanges everything. Jalen Hurts kind of ruined the fact that they had to attempt a field goal there. He wanted seven. He didn't want to put it in the Cardinals' hands. Nonetheless, I mean, I I don't mean to be cliche here, but they found a way to win the game. And a lot of teams in this league, the Cardinals included, find ways to lose games, right? The Cardinals were driving there. Kyler Murray, who I've spoken highly of, made a foolish play, right? He spiked the ball, thought they had a first down, and uh, and that forces them to kick the attempt, the 40-yarder. So the Eagles found ways to win this game. Dallas Goddard had a cri- <laughs> I thought you were reaching for stats. Dallas Goddard had a critical You want me to hold it while you eat? Yeah, okay. Uh Dallas Goddard had a critical third down conversion, right? Um the Eagles uh you know, you know uh, uh, I look at it, Hassan Reddick had a big sack. There were a handful of things that the Eagles did to win this game. They this was the worst game that they played to date. Um, they they can play better. They need to play better. If they expect to come back to this stadium in, I think, 18 weeks, they must play better. That said, there's a lot of ways to lose games in this league. The Eagles didn't lose the game. They won the game, and I give them credit. They've won every game a different way. This was the closest. They needed clutch plays at the end. They they had one more than the Cardinals did. Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray, who you got? Oof. I mean, you're, you're signing up. To be your quarterback yeah. for the next 10 years. Who you got? 
am I inheriting Kyler's contract? Well, 10 years, you're going to yeah. sign a guy to a contract. Yeah, I'm going to sign John. I mean, <laughs> based on what I've seen the past four weeks, or, f- or five weeks, rather, I'd have to say Jalen. Based on what I've seen in the last five years, I'd have to say Kyler, right? The sample size is a little small here. Um, but Kyler's, uh, look, he, he he hasn't won a playoff game yet. He didn't come through in the playoffs last year. What's so funny? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. Uh, I did not know what you were doing there. Um, ultimately, I, I can't take anything away from Jalen. There were a few plays that. Um, the question. Like I said, uh, I would probably still say Kyler. There's there's been a larger sample size with with Kyler. Jalen would say, "God bless all his haters." Right? Um, I'm certainly not hating on Jalen here. I'm so impressed with what Jalen Hurts is doing. I, I, I've just seen more from Kyler at this point to go with Kyler Murray. But for the Eagles right now, I would want Jalen Hurts because he he yeah, this group's behind him, the locker room's behind him. It's and they're winning with him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's I'm sure it's recency bias. I think I'm taking Jalen Hurts because I mean, has Kyler Murray improved? Well, Over the course of his career, yeah, that's he's fair. The exact same guy, and I've seen that improvement from Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is like uh, he's turning me into an intangibles guy, which I would have not, which I am not at my core. But like to see him, I mean, he didn't play a great game. Uh, his lowest yards per attempt of the season, his second lowest. Uh, you know, they had this weird game plan where it was nothing but short throws to the outside. He had two interceptions that were dropped by the Cardinals. You know he that that la- that last third down play especially was was an ugly one, but like I don't know like his force of personality uh, I think matters. You see Kyler Murray in this game like throwing his hands up and blaming everybody else for like misfires of his. He missed a wide open Zach Ertz uh, on one play. Like I-, I don't know what what has Kyler Murray ever proven? I don't, I, I think I would take Jalen Hurts. I be- because I trust that he. And like we made fun of this line from the Eagles in the offseason that like whatever ceiling he hit he has, he's gonna hit it. But like I, I do sort of trust that. And with Kyler Murray, I don't trust that. I don't know. I think I, I'm starting to believe that those things matter more than I would have thought a year ago. I gotta say this, Bo. You're not gonna like that I say this, okay? I was a little tongue in cheek when I said takes me in the summer. Um but you're starting off the A block of the show, if you will, with Jalen Hurts or, or Kyler Murray for the next ten years. You decide, right? Like that's 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 straight from from talk radio. Um, so look, you're you're uh, you're 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 fitting in as a takesman right now. Um, no, I. You see, if if you frame it that way, if you make it a, a binary choice, it's it's like if you don't go with Jalen, you're against Jalen, and that's not the case. I'm so impressed with what Jalen's doing. If I had to pick, like, there's a larger sample size of Kyler playing at a high level than Jalen playing at a high level. Yeah, but, you know, we're huh. here. It's yeah. That's actually, it's actually 844 here. Yes. Yes. It's 844 here. Uh, but you have a long day in, in, ahead of you. Yeah, we have a long day behind you. It started funny, but now yeah. I still got to finish this thing. Well, here, let me ask you, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll play the role of host here. What was, what was the your biggest positive takeaway, and what was your biggest negative takeaway? So, so what's the thing you were most impressed with, and the thing you're most concerned about after this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I struggled to come up with like searing positives because they didn't play very well. I don't think that that Cardinals team is very good. Okay, you know they surrendered that fourteen nothing lead. You you could say it was nice to see, you know, that final drive when they uh, have 16 plays and and rush uh, 13 of those 16 plays, you know, bleed like seven minutes plus off the clock and take that uh, three-point lead. It's nice to see uh, the toughness of guys like Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson fighting back from injury, coming back into the game. You've got Jack Driscoll, left tackle. But they didn't finish that drive. Uh, They should have been able to round the Cardinals more in this game than they did. Um you know, Dallas Goddard had a great game. Great game. Um, as, as as they thought he would. Right. Uh, A.J. Brown, three targets on the first drive, and then they don't throw him the ball again. And then on defense, they, they like, almost collapsed. Uh, they gave up – They w- if, if Amandola hits that field goal, they give up 
scoring drives on four of their last five possessions. Kyler Murray's running all over them. They look tired. The pass rush uh, was nowhere to be seen after that Hassan Reddick sack. Like, I'm not impressed by this win. I, I know that a win is a win, yeah. but like that's that's for the uh, for the record. It's not for like what they showed in this game. You know, I don't even it, to even give them some like intangible uh, like winning quality. It's based off a kicker missing a kick. Like, well, that I mean, the Cardinals wouldn't have won the game had that. Well, kick yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we don't know that, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. My biggest take, my biggest positive takeaway is that it, it doesn't seem like anybody got seriously injured. Okay. Um, my biggest negative? negative. Um. I guess the I guess I guess the offensive game plan. Hmm. Like, if if we thought that uh, that Sirianni and Steichen were going to have all these answers all season, and you know we've been talking about they can win different ways. I didn't like the way they tried to win this game. Now I, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a sophisticated enough uh, football mind to to tell you right now whether the Cardinals defense was doing anything that really forced them to try to take those quick wide receiver screens uh, to the outside. But like, you know, why isn't AJ Brown getting the ball? Yeah, that's um, fair. Like, I don't know. I just like the running game was was absent until that final drive. I actually thought Miles Sanders looked really good in this game. So maybe that's uh maybe that's the the takesman take that you're looking for. I thought he looked especially Desert in that Air last drive. Yeah. Right now. yeah. Um I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. What are your what are your number one uh, positive and negatives? So <laughs> So uh, it, look, it's it's a cliche, but they found a way to win the game, right? That's that's the positive. And I keep going back to it. There's so many ways to lose a game in this league. Right. There's so many things that that could have gone wrong or that they, they could have done um, that would have swayed the game. And they found a way to win. But as as far as as what they did, I, I thought the offensive line played well, um, especially with a number of moving with with some moving parts there. Um, you know, you had Jack Driscoll left tackle in the first half there. You had Opeta left guard. Um, you you know, uh, you had Kelsey come off the mic in the middle more. Yes, that's why I was going back and forth before when you were speaking. I saw her text. That's her feedback. Yeah, she's outstanding. I I know. And when I felt my phone vibrate, I knew it was her. Um, and so uh, I I I would say that the offensive line play uh, I thought was good. You know, and, and coming into this game, when I asked about the Cardinals, a name I kept hearing the about offensive line play. Most of the game, Jalen Hurts was under pressure. Well, from the blitzing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a numbers thing there, and and. Uh, you know, it, it, the offensive line had had some had some moving parts there. Uh, the 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 Cardinals did bring blitzes. I thought the defensive game plan in the second half they they seemed to be so concerned with limiting the big play, and I know that's a staple here. But look, we discussed the numbers this 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 week. The Cardinals entered the game with the lowest explosive play rate in the NFL, um, and. I, I would have played tighter in coverage. Uh, they were very worried about Kyler running. Kyler didn't run until late in the game, right? Um, and he he has not run much this year. And it was interesting. I, I heard on the on the telecast, uh, because I, I have the earphone in one ear. Okay, <laughs> flex. Um, they said Jonathan Gannon, when like other people were at the swimming pool this summer, was watching Kyler film because he, he knew this game was on the schedule. I, it was either Gannon or Sirianni. I think it was Gannon. But uh, for those watching at home, was it Gannon or Sirianni? Let me know. Um, but uh, the point being, I, I feel like this was a game plan made for the, the reputation of the Cardinals more so than the way the Cardinals have played this year, if, if, that, if that adds up. And what were you doing while everyone else was at the pool? What was I doing this summer? Um, I mean, we had podcasts this summer, so we discussed it then. I was I was reading books, I was trying to figure out how to get better in some cases. I was writing stories in some cases. I was working on yeah, I was I was playing with my kids. I was doing a lot of things. How are you as a swimmer? <laughs> I'm not a particularly good swimmer, but I could stay afloat. But not as good as Nate Herbert. <laughs> um is want to explain the joke? Well, yeah, I think I think the sickos know. Nate Nate Herbert uh surprisingly good at floating in water. 
Yeah. Well, he's Hawaiian. Right? So that that would add up. If you're in Hawaii, it's probably part of your your uh your birthright to learn how to You think that you like you like babies drop out of of uh Hawaiian women into the water and that's just they learn to float that way? Is that what you're you're sort of getting at? No, but if you grow up around water, you presumably know how to swim. If you grow up around snow, you know how to shovel, right? But it's not swimming, it's floating. Okay, so next time I speak to Nate, I will find out that distinction. Okay, I think that's important. Um, where were we? Not on the game. <laughs> Can we get back to the game? So as I was saying, when I was doing some work on this Cardinals team, the name I kept he- <laughs> the name I kept hearing about was Zach Allen. Okay, uh, what? The Diamondbacks pitcher? Not Zach Allen. Zach Allen. Um, Zach Allen. Zach Allen. <laughs> uh and I was really impressed with him today. I, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm going to watch this game back tomorrow morning. But Zach Allen jumped out to me as, as someone who, who made some plays. The other one on the Cardinals is, uh, is, is Murphy, the corner. Um, he, he, he jumped out, and I, I know he had that. Was it the touchdown earlier this season or the fumble recovery? But um, he, he was effective on a blitz. I thought he was effective in coverage. I do think that the Eagles need to come out of this game. The same way that they came out of week one with Devontae Smith, where, like, it's a problem. We didn't get Devontae Smith the ball enough. They need to get A.J. Brown the ball much more. Uh, I know on the stat sheet he was targeted seven times. It didn't seem like that in the game. And most of those targets were early. And they need to feed A.J. Brown the ball. I, I, I think A.J., we used to say this about Alshon, and it's applicable. He's open even when he's covered. And they need to get A.J. the ball. Uh, that needs to be a priority, and I think it would have enhanced the offense. You asked after the game about the the horizontal you know they, they tried to stretch the Cardinals horizontally as opposed to vertically playbook yeah with a, with a little more 12 and 13 right click before the Cardinals acquired Zach Ertz they were known as a team that played all one personnel more than anyone in the league right so you know really I saw that talk when you have the mic like that so all right so 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 Marissa what's the What's what's the correct way of doing this? I have a mic stand, but we don't have somewhere. So I was just texting you guys. We can't hear when Bo ch- when Bo does his his chime ins. We can't really hear. Um. <laughs> um. Okay, what were we talking about? We were talking about the Cardinals' defense. We were, yeah, we were talking about getting AJ Brown the ball. AJ Brown, that's right. It, there was something weird with AJ Brown in this game because he didn't he didn't start. Um, I know like starting in football is, is odd, but like they didn't bring him on the field for like the first like seven plays of that opening drive. Um, they threw him the ball three times. He didn't get another catch. I talked to him like briefly in the locker room afterwards, and he's like oh, usually a little bit like short, um, but he, you know, he was, I, I was at the end of it. I was like, how did you think you played? He's like, well, you know, we, we won the game. I'm, you know, we're blessed. But it was like I just I, I sense something a little bit off, and so I think you might be right that they they need to come out next week against which we can get to is going to be a very difficult Cowboys defense. Uh, they need to like make him the priority again. I think. So I didn't chart it the way you did, but it seemed to the naked eye that he was not on the field much in twelve personnel from from how they opened the game on on that drive, which lends me to believe that as a blocker. They might not love, the, you know, or they might not want him as a block. I, I, I don't know, but it seemed twelve personnel was when he wasn't on the field. Well, he de- he definitely wasn't on the field in thirteen. They only played like a few snaps of twelve personnel, and that was five of them were on the final drive. So they didn't play a ton of twelve personnel. It's thirteen when he's not on. It's always been Devonte Smith in thirteen personnel. But there were snaps in eleven personnel in that opening drive when it was Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal on the field. It's very weird. So, the, so they played more 12 personnel than – didn't you say they played 11 of 16 snaps in 12? On that final drive. Yeah, on that final yeah, – Up until then. The yeah. Drive. Yeah. I was referring to the final drive when A.J. wasn't on the field there. And I saw it, and I know they opened – you know, they were in 12 earlier in the game. But only like four snaps. Four snaps. Okay. But they were in 13, and he's not on the field in 13. So it was it – was, it was almost like he didn't start the game because of some like college discipline type deal, but obviously that that wasn't the case. You know that would be a pretty weak discipline. But I don't know. There was something 
just my 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 spidey senses were tingling a little bit. Well, you're a good reporter. Work the room this week. Yeah, find out what happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. They got to get they got to get AJ Brown the ball. Um, all right. Why don't we uh, Why don't we take a little break? Let's compose ourselves. Figure out a game plan for how the rest of this podcast is going to go, and maybe um, you know hope that Marissa saves the day or something. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Zach, um, unfortunately, jumped out the window. He was too tired of this podcast. He's decided uh, he doesn't want to do it anymore. So uh, he's fine. He's not. He just he ran away. It's not. A, it's not. It's not that kind of joke. I just mean he fled the scene. Um, oh, he's back. Um, we're gonna figure this out. Let me just run through some of the stats for you while we while we kill some time. Jalen Hurts, twenty six of thirty six for two thirty nine. No touchdowns. No interceptions. And a nine eighty nine point nine quarterback rating and 15 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns a lot of quarterback sneaks in this game miles sanders 15 for 58 uh dallas goddard led the way eight for 95 Devontae smith 10 for 87 aj brown just three for 32 as we talked about quiz watkins three for 19 miles sanders two for six we can get to chauncey gardner johnson's interception in a little bit kyler murray 28 of 42 for 250 one touchdown one interception uh, James Conner, nine carries for 55 yards. Marquise Brown, eight catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. And we talk about uh, some of the ways in which this game could have very easily gone the other way. One of those was if Marquise Brown had caught uh, a slant in the third quarter, that uh, if he had caught it, knowing his speed, I think might have been a 70-something-plus uh, yard touchdown. So something to get to. Uh, your boy, Zach, Isaiah Simmons leading the way with 13 tackles. But uh, I hope you're taking a victory lap off the guy who's like – uh, whose whose weakness is like the the basis of the opposing team's game plan. If your takeaway from this game is Isaiah Simmons is a bad player, then that's a that's a that's a bold way to go here. Well, it's not my takeaway from this game. It's my takeaway from him being benched and in like year three or year four, still trying to find a position for the guy. And then put back in, right? Okay, great. We're trying to save their regime. I'll take Isaiah Simmons on, on my team any day. Okay, well, you're a good good team. Uh, your team's going to stink. All right, what do you want to do here? Is that too far away? Um, and talk really loud. <laughs> Is that too far away? Yeah, it's too far away. Yeah, it's too far away. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a good thought. Good thing, good thing we tried. All right. I think it's great. <laughs> Can you summarize what she's saying? Yeah, she said, uh, crawl, back, crawl back out the window, climb down <laughs> Spider-Man. There are seats right here, okay? It's not, it's not a, a big drop-off we're talking about, all right? That's, I want to... I want to clarify that earlier uh, that earlier joke. It's very easy. He's just you know he's 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 uh, uh, smart Batman. I'll take that. So you want to talk about uh, Dicker the Kicker? Let's talk about uh, yeah, Big Dicker okay. Energy. Okay. So Cameron Dicker, the Eagles needed to sign a kicker earlier this week, as we all know. Um, you, uh, Jake Elliott gets hurt last Sunday. Cameron Dicker gets a call on Monday morning from his agent about 8 a.m. He, he had just gotten out of bed. Say he has to go to Philly for a tryout. Uh, to give some context here, let's keep it this way so that blue light isn't flashing. Uh, the Eagles personnel staff has a, a list. They have it for all positions of options to, to, to go with. Nick Sirianni made a point of saying that the Eagles did not go with the conventional experienced option here you asked the question and rather went with uh uh you know the players they thought were the best or the player they thought was the best they brought two players in for a workout it was it was Cameron Dicker and it was Jake Verity uh Jake Verity I hope I'm pronouncing it cor- uh, correctly V-E-R-I-T-Y uh from East Carolina two years you know he he's been in a few different camps hasn't kicked in the NFL Cameron Dicker wins that workout Okay, uh, the Eagles signed him to the practice squad officially on Wednesday. They made their decision on Tuesday. D- 
Dicker works with the other players on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He, you know, they get the operation down. Saturday morning, and you can read this in a few minutes on the Athletic. Saturday morning, the Eagles have a full team meeting, and Nick Sirianni in that meeting puts in footage from Cameron Dicker's freshman year at Texas, the Red River Showdown. He kicks a game-winning field goal over Oklahoma, um, and Nick Sirianni did this because he wanted the teammate, he wanted the players to have confidence that Dicker can step up in a big moment. Dicker, of course, said that in this situation during the meeting, he put the horns up, uh, you know, much to the chagrin of, say, Jalen Hurts or Lane Johnson, some of the Sooners in the locker room. Although Jalen Hurts might not agree with being called a Sooner. I think he he is more of an Alabama association, if you will. Uh, nonetheless, um, so that 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 uh, was how Cameron Dicker, uh, and, and it, it it goes down to a Cameron Dicker kick here. So a little bio of Cameron Dicker. Uh, you, you would think that this is a huge thing for him, being in the NFL, right? Didn't grow up a big NFL fan. Cameron Dicker is actually, he was born in Hong Kong, uh, raised in his early years in Shanghai, uh, moved to the United States a, at age 11, and uh, was into soccer. Uh, but went out for the football team because in Austin, Texas, you play football, right? And he played offensive line, and he said, this this sucks. I'm not an, I don't want to play offensive line. So because of his soccer background, he went to kick. And uh, by his sophomore, junior year of high school, he was starting to get college scholarships. He said, this, 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 this might be something. He said he fell in love with kicking, um, and he thought then he could be a professional kicker. And uh, that's that's how he ended up in Texas. That's how he ended up on the NFL's radar. And that's how he ended up kicking right behind us here. This this side of the field, <laughs> this side of the field, he kicked that that twenty uh, three yard field goal to give the Eagles the twenty seventeen lead. Very good reporting. Just <laughs> that's. That's 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 why I am here. Uh, where did he go on his honeymoon? I don't believe that he's married, Polar Jam. I can find that out, but he didn't. I don't believe that he's that he is married. Um, but he is, uh, you know, he is he's he's a worldly young man. You know, he he grew up in, as I said, in Asia, and his friends uh, were. Where are you, honey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't go to Shanghai, but uh, <laughs> across Shanghai off the list. Um, but yeah, he, he he his friends there were Premier League fans, uh, and that's how he got into Liverpool. That is his team. So LeBron James owns Liverpool, correct? Well, not by himself. <laughs> I do have a. That was such a, an unbelievably in depth <laughs> breakdown of Cameron Dicker. I'm curious, like for the listener, what are they if they read the story? What are they going to learn that they didn't already know from that? Well, they're gonna learn quite a bit in the story. That's 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 why you have to read it. It's, it. My editor is editing it as as we speak. It'll hopefully be up online in the next few minutes. You can check that out as as well as Bo Wolf's the day after, uh, which I always look forward to Monday morning. And is it true that Landon Dickerson is Cameron Dicker's son? <laughs> I see what you did there. No, that's that is not true. I saw Chris Long tweeted out that he wishes he could have played with this Eagles kicker. I did see that. Yes. Uh but no, and you know what's interesting though, in all seriousness, um, this is going to change Cameron Dicker's career. I talked to Rick Lovato about that after the game, and 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 Rick Lovato like was was adamant that these guys, once they get film, once they show you can do it, that opens the doors. He said it happened to him actually at at this very stadium. I believe it was um, 2015 with the Green Bay Packers. That was the first time he snapped. And after that, he had film, and he said he's going to be back in the, in the NFL. I think about Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott stepped in for Caleb Sturgis um, in week two of the 2017 season. Had a rough first game. The second game, we all remember, kicks that 61-yarder. He's been a, a fixture with the Eagles ever since. Uh, tell, your, tell your Elliott story from FIP. Uh, yeah, so... Um, so Bo was 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 referencing, or or I'm sorry, Bo asked the question about stacking the board with available kickers, and Nick Sirianni, like like we said, said they they didn't go with the experienced one. They went with someone that um, they thought was the best for the workout. With Jake Elliott back in 2017, the Eagles took a little bit of a risk because they couldn't work Jake Elliott out. Jake Elliott at that time was on the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad. 
the difference there is Caleb Sturgis was on injured reserve. So the Eagles uh, were committing to someone. If they signed him off the practice squad, they were committing to someone for at least a few weeks, right? Um, as Sturgis was going to miss an extended time. Um, in this case, Jake Elliott's presumably going to be back next week or at least you know shortly thereafter. Uh, the Eagles did not put him on IR. So they're not looking for like a longer-term replacement. But the Eagles uh, were going with a risk when they brought in Elliott because they actually had not seen him work out. I think they were underwhelmed with the options that they had working out for them that year. And uh, and they were intrigued by Elliott's college film and and talking to him at the combine, but that was a little bit of a leap of faith. And if and like I said, if you recall the Kansas City game that year, week two, it did not go particularly well. I feel like this has got to be the most kicker talk we've ever had on a post game pod, but I, I respect well, it. It's where you, so so you did say it was essentially like a tale of two kickers. I did not use that in my story, but uh, you kind of back you brought it down to the. Chiefs kicker. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Chiefs kicker. Fortean slipped there because he used to kick for the Chiefs. Matt Amendola. Um, Danny's brother. <laughs> uh, so this is what's interesting. And this line is actually in the story. Cameron Dicker said, you know, he, uh, he was asked about the the big stage of, of this game. And he's like, I, I've kicked in bigger games before. Which, like, Eagles fans would be like, what? Kicked in bigger games before? As if, like, the Texas-Oklahoma game is bigger than this? If you grow up in Austin, you probably think the Texas-Oklahoma game is bigger than this. Well, the reason I bring this up is Amendola, on the Cardinals' sideline, who missed that 40-yarder, he's from the Philadelphia area. He went to North Penn High School. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's funny. There was an Eagles official who who asked me after, after the game if I know uh, of the other kicker in the NFL from North Penn. And I'm like, come on, this that's like a – a $100 question in jeopardy, right? You know, it's, it's Brendan McManus, who uh, who we all know, uh, Amendola broke his records at, at North Penn, then he went to Oklahoma we State. All, as we all know. Oh, yeah, okay. The kicker the, the kicker talk continues. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that was what I was saying before, is that, like, uh, to me, this game was a victory for, um, like, the Eagles organization, like their, their process in the pro personnel department. Uh, you know, led by Howie Roseman and Max Gruder, who's in charge of that, is like they signed the better kicker than the other team did. And also uh, their stadium operations team would not have put up the wrong first down marker uh, at the end of the game, which we can get to. Just one more dicker note here. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he is affectionately known as Dicker the Kicker. And you might be, <laughs> and you might be wondering how he got that nickname, right? Well... You'd be interested to know that Mr. <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Gonzalez. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. I need you to stop laughing. His his middle school science teacher, Mr. <laughs> All right, we'll delete this post production. Um. <laughs> As we all know, Mr. Gonzalez is sixth, is sixth grade science teacher. <laughs> Seventh grade. <laughs> Please. Okay, all right. Sorry, we are pros. His seventh grade science teacher gave him the nickname Dicker the Kicker. That's when he started kicking in, in seventh grade. I'm surprised he wasn't an English teacher with such an interesting nickname. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what, what a stretch that must have been for him. <laughs> All right. Compose yourself, please. Uh, let's, so anyway, so that's, that's the background to the nickname. You can read all about this on the athletic um, in a few hours. Anyways, getting back to this game, something else that uh, you just referenced. I think this was a, a pivotal play in the game. And that was, um, so Kyler Murray runs and he slides and he thought he slid for the first down. The, uh, I, I don't want to say the clock operator. What would you call it? The screen operator marked it at first down. But I don't even know if, if Kyler looked at the um, scoreboard uh, because he just – I think he thought he got the first down rush. They spiked the ball. They had no timeouts at that, at that point. Uh, 
And he thought that it was going to be – he thought he spiked the ball in first and 10, and they would have second and 10 with, what, like 20 seconds or thereabouts on the clock. Instead, he spiked it on third and one, so it became fourth and one, so they had to send the field goal unit onto the field. Um, Nick Sirianni said after the game that they knew all along it was third and one from the – um, you know, from the field markers, right? But but that was huge because the Cardinals were moving the ball. Kyler Murray just started to run then, right? Like he hadn't been running earlier in the in the game. I thought they were going to drive at least into like legitimate touchdown range, and they had to kick the field goal, forty yard or Amendola should make that. But nonetheless, I mean that's 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 not a chip shot. I looked it up, and if my numbers were correct, the the twenty three yarder. That that hasn't been missed um, since uh, the 2017 season. I actually think it was the Cowboys Eagles game in Week 17 that year was the last time a 23 yarder was missed in a game. Uh, but otherwise, uh, you know that by the, the no by the Cowboys. Oh, oh, by any team. But that that was a chip shot. The 40 yarder wasn't. Kyler Murray could have brought them closer to the end zone. Well, this goes to my uh, takesman point on on Kyler Murray because this was. Like, you know, what what year is this for him? Five? Yes. This is like this is easy stuff for a quarterback. One, he's he he starts his slide too early before the first down marker. Like oh, we, four. Is it year four? He just signed the extension, so he's he it was available after his third season. Okay. So whatever it is, four or five. He starts the slide too early. Like he, you should know the slide rules. Uh, and not not that like he necessarily shouldn't have slid. But if he was going to slide, he should know what the rules are. And two, I'm sorry. All you got to do is look to the sideline and see where the where the markers are. They hadn't moved. Like this is this is easy stuff for a, for a veteran quarterback. And so, like I watch him. Yeah, the tools are tantalizing. But I mean, they 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 lost this game in large part because of his, uh, you know, you know, not doing his homework and spending too much time playing Xbox, right? No, that's not why he 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 did it. I mean, in the heat of the moment, there's a lot that occurs. But no, he needs to be more aware. That was a pivotal moment in the game, and I, I think it, it might have helped the Eagles win the game. Well, put the uh, put the slide rules and uh, how the first down markers work on his next homework assignment. Fair enough. Uh, if if we can rewind one drive, what did you think of the Eagles' third down? What did you think of the Eagles' third down play? Um, now, I I I thought the Eagles were lucky it wasn't intercepted. I know some people watching at home thought that uh, Quest Watkins should have made the catch. What did you think? Yeah, um, there was a weird play because A.J. Brown is run, running into the exact same area. I thought the play was designed for A.J. Brown coming across the field, um, but then Quez Watkins was right there. Now, there were people who were, who were saying that on the broadcast, before that play, Shane Steichen was seen saying something like, trust me, trust me, about the uh, over the uh the radio call and like there's a part you know Jalen Hurts said after the game uh he had mixed emotions and Tim McManus asked him what he meant by that and he took a he took like a long pause before he started and and I this is just a hundred percent speculation I was wondering if if part of it was he wished that they had called a different play on that third down because he he's focusing on we didn't score the touchdown there. Like I, I don't like watching the game decided by something that's not up to me. Um, I want I, I touch the ball in every offensive play. I want to be in control of how the game ends. He had to watch as the opposing kicker, you know, missed his field goal. But, um, like, I don't know. It 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 wasn't. It turned. It didn't turn out to be a great play call. Obviously. Um, but but design wise, I'm curious to to relook on. The all twenty-two because there were two guys right in the exact same area. Like he hit Quez Watkins sort of in the hands. I thought it could have been intercepted too, but it was right over AJ Brown. So I don't I don't know what the what the design there was. Yeah, I I, th I thought that was a, a rough play for the Eagles in a in an important situation because I I agree with Hertz. You want I mean you're on the five yard line. You you want seven, not not uh, not three. And I I do think the Eagles seemed a little too consumed with like wearing time off the clock there. On that drive, totally agree. Like, score the points, right? Score the points and play defense. Um, so yeah, so I, I, uh, I thought most of the drive was good. I thought as they got a little closer there, just get in the end zone. Exactly right. It, once it was first and goal from the ten, at the two minute warning, it's time to stop worrying about the clock and go get it because uh, the Cardinals had three timeouts left. So there's no scenario 
unless you're talking about like multiple defensive penalties in which you're going to get to an, an opportunity uh, to, to kick a field goal or score a touchdown with like, you know, 20 seconds left or something like that. And so they, they run twice uh, on first and 10 and then uh, like second and eight from uh, from the eight and they get to the five. And I thought those were I thought those were sort of wasted plays. I Absolutely. thought I thought they to only give themselves one real chance to actually get in the end zone. I thought that that was a little bit too conservative. I, w- I would have liked to see a different sequence of plays there. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Bad job. But all right. You know, they won the game. So whatever that intangible winning is. Well, I mean, winning matters, right? I'm I it is a cliche to say, but it is it is so true. Right. And. Uh, you know, you you go on at the end of the season and you look at the amount of wins you have, you look at the amount of losses you have, and they're they're not all going to be blowouts, right? And you have to win different ways. You have to win ugly, and it, I truly mean that. They they found a way to win tonight or or today rather, and the Cardinals found a way to lose. And uh, there are enough teams in this league who find ways to lose. Finding ways to win is extremely important, and that's and that's where I I give them credit. They they can play better, but it's what was it the Detroit game where they kept saying that it's easy to you know it's you 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 like knowing after a win that there's a, another gear you can go into. Yeah, I just think like it would have it would have it would have taken one thing at the end. Like if Kyler Murray knows what the deal is, uh, and they don't get a first down let's say they sneak it and then spike the ball. They've got the ball at like the 20 with, uh, you know, 16 seconds left. They can score a touchdown. Like, does that really change whatever the, the personality of the team is? No, you know what? No, you're right. But um, it, it helps them stay undefeated. And, and, and look, we rip on this division quite a bit. I, I was watching that game this, this, this morning, the, Giants beat a good team. Giants are four and one right now. Okay, the 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 Cowboys. Ever since you know the um, in 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 week one, it's like oh this 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 Cowboys team. They've won four in a row. That defense is lights out. Um, that's gonna be a tough game next Sunday. They're four and one, right? This division has a five and zero team and two four and one teams. Um, so yeah, the Eagles very much you you, you want to a keep pace and or you you want to stay ahead. You want to set the pace. Um, so finding a way to win was critical today. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that winning was important. Okay. I just, you know, the way that this game was played, it was not like they, they were the team that knew how to win, I feel like. Okay. It's just, just a flip of the coin. All right. Uh, let's take our last break and come back, uh, talk Swooper, uh, you know, whatever Zach's takeaways from being in Phoenix are. If he wants to triple down on his defensive Chip Kelly, we can get to all that. All right. Welcome back to Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman. Um, Zach, you can see behind you the... Uh, th- and this is really why we set up the shot, because this is the stuff that you can only get by being here. Uh, you know, a shot of the Cardinals' ring of honor. Uh, I thought a very pathetic ring of honor they've got. Carson Palmer is in the ring of honor. He had, like, two full good seasons. Like, n- like nothing really to write home about. He gets a ring of honor spot. The Bidwells get on. How 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 weak is that to put yourselves on the Ring of Honor? How roasted would Jeffrey Lurie be if he put himself in the Ring of Honor? Uh, uh, well, perhaps it was a fan vote. I don't know the specifics. Fans are probably ecstatic that he brought them that the Bidwell family brought them out to Arizona. Right? They didn't have a pro team, and the Cardinals moved. They were founded. I saw it behind us in 1898. I think it was. Or uh, actually, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> It says right there, um, established 1898. Yeah, right there. You see that? Established 1898. There wasn't a, an, uh, an NFL in 1898. So Maybe they mean this building. It definitely was not this building, okay? I was actually, yesterday I was at the building where they used to play, Sun Devil Stadium. Um, but no, I'm curious what the 1898 was. If any of our listeners know, I can't see the comments when we do this chat, but I will check tomorrow morning. How was that game you went to yesterday? okay that was an exciting game but um yeah the atmosphere left a little bit to be desired look arizona state's in a tough spot right now they fired their coach from my understanding was fall break so i was hoping for a big time college football atmosphere and it didn't feel like that but look arizona state i think it's like a sleeping giant 
I know it's been said before, but great campus, great recruiting base, um, the desirable place to play. Uh, so I think that you get the right coach here, they can get it humming. And I, I do think we owe it, yes, as Marissa hints, uh, how is the student union? We do owe it to the listeners to know that, uh, to let them know that you are staying basically on campus. I'm staying at a hotel in Tempe, which happens to be Arizona State's campus. It also happens to be like a, a nice town that's walkable. I didn't rent a car on this trip, number one. Uh, it's near the airport, number two. It's a it's near the student union, number three. I, I didn't go to the student union. To the student to the student union yesterday, there were enough good food options elsewhere. So, but I, I did walk around campus. Great campus, beautiful campus. Okay. And what prompted you to uh, tweet and then delete your tweets about Chip Kelly? Uh, so I said that he's better at NFL free agency. I'm sorry, he's better at college free agency than NFL free agency because <clears throat> the number that I saw was, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> 22 transfers um, in, the pa- in the past, you know, three seasons. Uh, I did not fact check that, though. So I didn't want to put that out there unless I knew that to be the case. And you said also uh, he was, coaching was never a problem, and you referenced his record in three years with the Eagles, but you neglected to mention that he then went 2-14 and 14 the following year with the San Francisco 49ers. Look, in in my time covering Chip Kelly, uh, I thought, look, there there were major problems. I mean, we don't need to relitigate it, but there were also a lot of good things there. They they had two 10-win seasons. He hired a, a coaching staff that included Jeff Stoutland. It's getting very loud in here as they yes. put away a portion of the stands. We, we really don't need to relitigate the Chip Kelly era, but I, I, I think Chip Kelly had some redeeming qualities as a coach, and I know that because... Um, some of his, his fingerprints were on the team that won the Super Bowl. Nelson Aguilar? Uh, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins, right? Uh, look, we don't need to go down this. Uh, Jeff Stoutland, you know? You, uh, uh, you know what? Jeff Stoutland's a good one. Yeah. Jeff Stoutland's a good yes. one. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. He's about, he's about to go in the middle of defending Chip Kelly. He's going to go. He's going to go anti-Jeff Stalin. This is quite a take from the takesman himself. Definitely not anti-Jeff Stalin. Jeff Stalin's outstanding. And I, I say that having seen, I just saw a game where Jack Driscoll started at left tackle and Sue Opetta played at left guard. And Cam Jurgens was in there at center. Um, they were down to Josh Sills as their only reserve. Uh, that's a credit to Jeff Stalin. Josh Sills or David Sills? Not David Sills. I keep saying David Sills. I do too. David Sills, who I, who I actually, I wrote about a, a few years ago, He's, he's also from the Philadelphia area. He's from Bear, Delaware. Um, and he got into football at a Dahani Jones football camp, actually. Uh, that, that was kind of his, his first brush with wanting to do it. That was before USC offered him the scholarship on Good Morning America. Some other uh, charting notes uh, from this game. Uh, defensively, the Eagles very heavy in their uh, 5-1-5 personnel in this game. Not a ton of Kaiser White because they didn't play a ton of nickel until the very end of the game. Um, well, that's not true. On third downs, they would play nickel. But this was much more heavily uh, weighted towards that that 5-1-5 um, that they were using. A, a few snaps of dime, uh, not really a lot of uh, of otherwise base. Um, Zach, again, is leaving. He, he decided, hold on, he's getting a call from Mr. Gonzalez. He's got he's to type this up quickly to uh, get it back into the story before it publishes. Um and then on offense, uh, like I said, heavy 11 personnel, uh, but they did have a couple drives that's, that went heavy 13 and then 12. Now, I do think, like, just as we make the case or I make the case that, like, this game very easily could have been a loss, um, there were some other little things that, that went against the Eagles' way, like some of those the holding calls on Sue Opeta and Landon Dickerson that stopped them in the red zone seemed a little bit ticky-tack. There were, you know, that's the case in any football game. There are things that could have gone either way. Yeah, well said. All right, well, what couldn't have gone either way uh, was this swooper. Swooper scorecasting, three points on the line as I pull it up. Zach, you had Zach Ertz, has 100 or more receiving yards, much to the chagrin of uh, that guy who asked him during his press conference last week. That did not happen. Kyler Murray outrushes Miles Sanders. You know what, Zach, if if Kyler Murray uh, doesn't spike the ball there, there's a chance 
that he's able to overcome. He finishes with 42, Miles Sanders 58. Uh, he might have gotten there if he if he just knew what he was doing as a veteran quarterback. Miles Sanders has 100 or more rushing yards. Didn't happen, but you did have the black pants, and you knew you were you were coming into the game with the black pants. So you were the uh, the leader in the clubhouse here, but you finished with just one. Marissa, the Cardinals defense records zero sacks. Didn't happen. The Eagles have an NFC Player of the Week. I think it's possible that Cameron Dicker could get the Special Teams Player of the Week. That wouldn't be crazy. I mean, you know, he didn't do that anything that special, but still. Uh, the Phillies score more runs combined in the games they play against the Cardinals than the Cardinals score against the Eagles. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, maybe if the Phillies had gotten to a third game, they would have been able to score more than 17 runs, but unlucky for them, they did not. And then the Eagles outscore the Cardinals in the second quarter by more points and the number of turkeys for which this item sells, that was seven. The Eagles were outscored by the Cardinals 10-7 to seven in the second quarter. So not good for Marissa, but good for me because I had the Eagles are outscored in the second quarter. So that's one. I had the Cardinals do not score a field goal. Didn't happen. Greg Dortch either scores a touchdown or leads the Cardinals in receiving yards. Didn't happen. And the official yard lines at the end of the first and third quarters are either both odd or both even. And that did happen. Your boy takes the lead 5 nothing, a three-point win for me. Zach, um, how would you like to congratulate me? How would I like to what? I, I, congratulate me. Congratulations on winning a game that um, I, I believe I won the season total last year. I think Marissa's uh, doing the best of the three of us this year. If, if, you, if we didn't have the skins game format uh, – it would be much different, and the story of the first five weeks will be Marissa's bidding strategy and 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 what she's brought to the table here. Instead, Zach, I have make no it about points. you because Don't of the skins game format that that you uh, so you want two weeks out, right? Correct, and then we tied the other three weeks. Who tied? All of us, or I know Marissa's been involved in every tie. Everybody knows the rules. We're all playing by the same rules. Let's just don't correct tell, this here. Don't, don't, don't talk down to Marissa by saying that she's playing the best, even though she's tied for last place with you. You said I'm playing the best. I'm winning. You said everybody knows the rules. You literally created this rule before the season started. Everybody knows what the rules are. But it's 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 not as if there was a competition committee that brought this. this I mean, you just showed up on the first day of Swooper this year and said these are going to be the rules. It, it would It would be akin to a professor coming in the first day of class and saying, you know, an A is no longer classified by this. It's now classified by that, right? No. Yes. I mean. Well, listen, you say I'm 5-0. and I don't want to talk about 5-0. and You know, to me, it's all about uh, doing what I can control this week. Um, we still left a lot of points on the board there. And uh, I've, got, I've got mixed emotions about this is what I would say. Okay, Jalen. It is a long season, though, and we the long season, and it's going to go into the the playoffs probably. So I don't want to speak Zach. over Marissa. I'm. I, it says it's going into the playoffs. Okay. Sure. Not only is it a so we have time. more than a seventeen game season, it might be more than that. Okay. So yeah, so so we and, and perhaps the Super Bowl is worth extra, right? It, it, it's like uh, yeah, we can make up the rules. Know. She says she you can make up rules too. I can't actually. I I, I barely know the rules that we operate with at the moment. Right, so okay. Uh, wait, there is one thing from a that, that that we should bring up. I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here. Um, in the locker room, and by the way, I don't think this is a controversial take or controversial opinion, but I did put this out on Twitter, and the feedback has been not at all what I expected. Uh, the best quarterback in franchise history was in the Eagles locker room today, and that's Donovan McNabb. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Nick Foles. <laughs> So, so people really took umbrage to uh, that characterization. I don't think it's controversial. Donovan McNabb is the best quarterback in franchise history, and uh, so uh, you might not like that he said five will always love you, but five was in the locker room today, and he spoke to Jalen Hurts. They had an embrace in the middle of the locker room. Then they went to a side room where they could talk away from kind of reporters taking photos of the two of them talking, which I I respect because that's. It's hard to have a substantive conversation when people are. Yeah, second week in a row in which uh, Tim McManus has taken a video of with basically me as the focal point. Well, he he knew you on today, so that must be it. Five will always love you. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, Jalen has talked about it. He's talked about this before. I think he does feel a kinship with 
the the lineage of black quarterbacks the Eagles have had. We've talked about this before. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's only there's only a handful of guys in the world who know what that very specific pressure is like. And, uh, you know, we, we know that Donovan lives out here. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that that uh, the two of them got to, to hang for a little bit. And also, I think Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham talked to him as well. And Nick Sirianni. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. Uh, some other former Eagles were in the house. John Dornboss, who I, I saw you chatting with. I mean, I said hi. And he said hi back. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd call that a chat. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I heard an Eagles official say to Nick that there's a, there's a lot of visitors here today. So, unfortunately, one of Nick's good friends who lives out here was was, <laughs> was not here. He was in Buffalo. And it was Nick brought it up in the press conference today. So I got to give a shout out to my buddy Josh Rigabagabi. Like... <laughs> You know he's 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 back home in Buffalo this weekend, but otherwise he would have been here. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what else? So uh, Nick Sirianni came to the press conference in a Philly shirt. He said, uh, "He said, man, this is a great time to be a Philly sports fan." And I bet our audience could speak affirmatively about that. It is right. I mean, I I was. I was out to dinner with uh with a friend last night and and had the I was watching that Phillies game. We got the, we got legitimate postseason baseball going on here. Big series coming up. Um, and Nick Sirianni's hoping to score a ticket. I imagine Sirianni knows somebody who knows somebody, right? Uh, so there's that. The Sixers are heating up. Got got some fantasy basketball auctions, uh, an auction and a draft this week. Uh, he he had it added in the Flyers. I I mean look. Flyers might have a tough year. Charlie O'Connor, make sure you read his his coverage because it's outstanding. But uh, I wouldn't have high hopes for this Flyers team. I mean, I'm I'm just here to okay. Flyers take. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but you know, you were laughing at me about the trade that the Phillies made, and uh, well, I don't think Noah Syndergaard is the reason why they're here. But look, the Phillies got this rolling. It's it's, it's it gonna be a fun. The Syndergaard trade. It was a much lesser trade. Which what trade was it? Uh, some jabron that they got. Well, it t- takes the whole team, as Jason Kelsey says. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Shout out to uh, Austin Flynn for uh, for the Phillies. You know, care we care about the fans. All right. Uh, anything else we got to talk about, Zach? Before we uh, we move on forward to uh, a big week, Dallas week coming up uh, Sunday night football. Yeah. So we should just recap real quick. We we mentioned Kelsey went out, he came back in. Dickerson went out, came back in. Um, Kelsey said he had a low ankle sprain. Doesn't know the severity yet. Uh, he 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 tends to tough these things out. They really didn't have anyone else who missed who 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 left and did not return. Uh, it's it's worth noting that, like we said, Jake Elliott didn't play. Uh, Avante Maddox didn't play today, uh, and and then of course Jordan Mailata didn't play today. Since we last spoke, yeah. So since we last spoke. Because uh, we had the Wednesday pod, Jordan Mailata in the locker room on Thursday said that he, he felt fortunate that the, the team felt fortunate that they dodged a bullet here, right? That they thought it, it could have been worse when Jordan was in the locker room. Uh, I'm sorry, when when he was at the table with the doctor, the first thing he said is, "How many weeks am I going to miss?" And the doctor said, "You might not miss any." Now he he did miss one here. The issue is the range of motion, but he considered himself day to day. He did not practice last week, but this is not. It, it, I, I think they they feared it being a much more serious injury. He had to pop his shoulder back in place, um, and so we'll we'll pay attention to that. I I, I was curious, and shout out to Marissa, uh, who was part of of the team that produced the Luck podcast. Zach Kiefer did an outstanding podcast on Andrew Luck, and and one thing that really jumped to my mind when listening to that podcast was the coaches that had to talk to him about what he did after he threw an interception. Right, he he always wanted to do a ta- he always wanted to be the one tackling sometimes to the chagrin of the coaches right and and uh last week it was noteworthy that Jordan Mailata got hurt on a tackle and AJ Brown came under criticism in some circles um for his attempt there and uh, uh Nick Sirianni says that he like he very specifically coaches this and he's been kicking himself for the form that Jordan Mailata used on the tackle 
Um, so just something to pay attention to in interception situations. Uh, and otherwise, I'm, I'm curious to see what the injury report looks like when they come back. Andre Dillard's also someone to pay attention to. He returned to practice last week, was not activated for today, but he could be in line to return this week. And obviously against a Cowboys pass rush that is uh, among the best in the league, if not the best in the league. So uh, that will be the, uh, the storyline and the matchup to watch as we move forward this week. All right. So that'll do it for this postgame edition of Birds with Friends. The Eagles get the win 20-17. to They remain the only undefeated team in the league. And look forward to next week's game in primetime against the Dallas Cowboys uh, before the bye. So uh, that'll do it. We will be back uh, this week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, for Zach and Marissa. And, of course, Mr. Gonzalez. I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, only now you laugh at Mr. Gonzalez? Like five seconds later? Are you on delay? I respect Mr. Gonzalez. I just uh, I just thought it was funny that you brought it up now. Okay. Uh, for all of us, we thank you for listening. And as always, we love you.